everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dawkins on Duke. Uh, this week we got my captain, John Shire, on. Um, and as always, if you're liking what you're hearing, what you're seeing, uh, please like and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're listening and you want to watch it um, and you missed the live Twitter video, you can always check us out at the Field of 68 on YouTube and subscribe there and you'll get a notification whenever a new one, new one goes up. And before we get into today's show, I wanted to uh, introduce our first sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. While the holiday season may be winding down, the sports calendar is in full swing this week. From collegiate to professional sports, there's no shortage of action and there's no better place to get in on all of this action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried out DraftKings Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? To celebrate this year's college football playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new users the chance to bet on any, any semifinal team to win a championship at 100 to one odds. That's right. All you have to do is bet $1 on any semifinal team to win the championship. And if your team wins, you cash $100. While we are all excited about football, let's not forget the 2021 basketball season just kicked off. So head to the app now to check out all the DraftKings daily odds boosts. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code FIELD68 when you sign up. That's promo code FIELD, F-I-E-L-D, 68 when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any semifinal team to win it all. That's code FIELD68 for new players to get a shot at $100 on any semifinal this week for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Without further ado, here's my interview with my guy, John Shire. Enjoy. All right, welcome back, everybody. We got uh, my guy, old captain, my captain, John Shire. Thank you for coming on. Man, it is so good to be here with you. And uh a little bit yeah absolutely all right so we uh we start this podcast the same way um gotta get what what was your welcome to duke moment uh welcome to duke moment man. oh yeah uh, um <clears throat> it was actually the first practice i ever had at duke and uh during the practice uh it, we you know there's always a segment right where you're doing zigzag to start or you're, oh yeah you know, doing some drills but the first segment of five on five I caught the ball, literally, literally, this is one of the first few plays. I caught the ball in transition on the left wing and I was open mm-hmm. and I passed up the shot. Mm-hmm. And immediately coach blew his whistle. And in a very different tone than the recruiting process, <laughs> you know, he basically told me not to pass up any more shots. Yeah, I'm and sure he said it in a real nice way. And, very nice way, yeah. he told me, you know, stop being soft. And that's not why we recruited you. And um, that was just like, all right, I'm here now. Like I'm mm-hmm. actually here. And, uh, you know, from then on and, you know, obviously was, obviously was really good, but that was just a, a different tone was set at that. Yeah. Point. Yeah. And you, uh, never passed up another shot again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> um, so coming out of high school, how much of uh, an influence was, um, coach Collins to you, um, uh, getting to do. 
Yeah, CC meant a lot to me. You know, he uh, just going to the same high school. Yep. Uh, you know, I remember very vaguely, but going to his high school games when I was really young. You know, because he's really old now. Yeah, know? exactly. So yeah. We're getting yeah, absolutely up. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, just being able to relate to just, you know, have someone be able to say, oh, well, how was the game versus now is north on Friday and know mm-hmm. how north is or just to know that area, you know, that helped a lot. And, um, you know, I feel like he he saw some similarities maybe in our games, but also understanding the differences. Um, but he was very influential, you know, supportive through my time at Duke. And uh, but he definitely had he played a big part of me coming there. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you're saying a lot of nice things about him, which is great. But is is there a bit of a rift in you guys relationship after you broke his uh, scoring record at, at, in well, high school? You know, you bring it up. I think it's look clearly, you know, I did break all of his records. <laughs> and so there's no rift on my end. Right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, For you, it's cool. <laughs> so I think you have to ask him first. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, so uh, he did. He does have one record at our high school and that is most shot attempts in a game. Oh, well, yeah, I, that, yeah, yeah, that makes 40, sense. He took 45 shots. I'm, <laughs> I'm almost positive it's 45, and maybe 44. And I tried my best to break it. I took 41 shots one game in high school, <laughs> but I was not able to beat him. So that he has that record. I don't think that will ever be. No, that, yeah, that'll be tough to break. That's yeah. going to be tough to break. <laughs> uh, so I was reading a little bit about you in high school, and um, – Read that your dad said, you know, people wanted you to go to one of the powerhouses in Chicago, but, you know, you wanted to stay at um, <clears throat> at the school you were at. What made you want to, you know, just stay there and build a legacy there as opposed to you know, going somewhere established? Well, I felt like, you know, um, at that point, you know, when you're in eighth grade or going into high school, you don't know what's going to become of your basketball future right mm-hmm. and I felt like I was really good at the time um and there was a local school you know Evanston you know Evanston has always had a great tradition of basketball yep. and academics um and uh, you know there's another school New Trier which was like a another powerhouse as well and I felt like Evanston you know we had conversations about you know do I go there and ultimately you know the guys I ended up playing with in high school, we, we grew up together. You know, I mean, the team we won the state championship with, we were all friends since being five years old. And so it just felt like we could we could make it happen in Glenbrook North. And, uh, you know, we did. And I'm proud of that. And I think there's something to be said of just uh, of fo- creating your own path. And I think that's what we were able to do, you know, staying at GBN. That's yeah. what we call it. That's the cool guys. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's all right just all so you right. know, I'm going to change the angle here. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it over here. That's all, all right. right. No problem. Um, so again, just doing a little bit of research and I found, found this little nugget. Um, and you got to let me know if this is true or not. People called you the Jewish Jordan in Chicago. <laughs> Some people did. Some okay. people. That is, that is actually, uh, that is, that is, yes. I guess I guess that would be the answer. <laughs> are you still are you still going by that, or is that did you I'm leave that? Funny, we're staying Jewish Jordan, and I have the Christmas tree up in the background. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to get into all my you know, <laughs> religious you know beliefs and my wife and you know family. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I was from time to time. You know, my high school for a while when we won the state championship, mm-hmm. there's a big article, a big deal that all five of us was the first team to win with five Jewish starters. Mm-hmm. 
So that was, and, and, and our sixth man was uh, uh, not Jewish. But anyway, <laughs> it was, uh, anyway, that was, uh, so people like to make that a thing. And yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's not bad, I guess. <laughs> it's worse things to be called. Yeah, definitely. It's <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, talk about the game. You put up 21 points in 75 seconds. Um, how, how is that possible? <laughs> so it's funny because that's that's become like the one of the biggest highlights of my playing career in high mm-hmm. school. And going into that game, you know, we had won 35 games in a row dating back to the year before. And uh, we were number one team in the state. You know, that's when you had, you know, Derek Rose and, you know, Patrick Beverly and Marshall team. Were, there's some, a lot of great teams when we were number one. And all of a sudden we were playing uh, Proviso West at the Proviso West Christmas tournament, which was, you know, one of the best. And uh, we were down 13. And you know how it goes into the game. It happened very quickly because, you know, I got fouled. So I made two free throws Then they inbounded it. I stole inbound pa- inbounds pass and made a layup. Sorry, actually, I take that back. I got fouled. I made two free throws. And then the next play, they turned the ball over. I came up and hit a three and got fouled. Oh, just like that. Points. Six points. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And plus the two free throws is right, sick. Right. And then I stole the inbounds pass. And then made a layup and got fouled. So just like that, in like five seconds, there was nine. Yeah. You know, so, you know, again, we foul them, come down, hit a three, foul three, um, until we got to, you know, 21. We cut it to two or three times, but we couldn't, we ended up losing. And I remember uh, crying so hard, you know, after that game losing. And uh, I remember Jabari Parker was at that game. Jabari Mm -hmm. was there. And he told me a funny story that he was, he was waiting to get an autograph from me. Which is funny to me for whatever reason, and uh, I was so upset I didn't sign any autographs that night. And he oh was, man, to me. so anyway, that's a. And funny somehow story. he still ended up at Duke. Unbelievable! <laughs> he almost he almost ruined it like ten <laughs> years ahead know. of event. <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> that's funny. Um, talk a bit about where your competitive nature comes from. I mean, you're one of the most competitive people I know. And, you know, I know that story about where you, you know, sat in the gym all night trying to make 50 free throws in a row. And, you know, I've been around you and played with you and I know how competitive you are. What, where does that come from? I don't know. I just, what for whatever reason, ever since I've been young, I've hated to lose. And, you know, it could be, you know, obviously basketball is what I do now as a coach. And, you know, we played together, always wanted to win, but it could be, could be anything. I just always, mm-hmm. always felt like that's why you do things is to try to be the best you can and to win. And, you know, I've had been known to have a temper at times, you know, when I do lose and I'm not, I haven't been known to be necessarily, necessarily the best sport, but I, I just, I want to win. And, uh, you know, I hope I've always hoped as a player, but also as a coach or anything I do, you know, people don't question, you know, my desire to win. I, I hope that's, one of the things people will call me. And um, I don't know what it's from. I also think Dre, you know, I always, I know I'm not necessarily the most intimidating player, you know, walking on the floor. <laughs> you know, I'm sure when you're walking in as a freshman, you're looking at me and being like, uh, hey, this guy, how good can he really be? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I found out pretty quickly though, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always felt like I, 
you have to have a chip on your shoulder. You know, mm -hmm. the, uh, I always felt like I had to prove, you know, when I said I was going to Duke, I think a lot of people, I remember them saying, whether it's to my face or you read things, he's going to have a hard time playing there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, uh, same thing when I was at Duke, all right, he's playing, but can they win, you know, with mm -hmm. him? And so I always felt like I had to have a bigger chip in my shoulder, you know, to prove things. Yeah. So you get to Duke, um, started every game as a freshman. What was that like? Did you expect to do that? Was it just kind of thrust on you? What was, you know, what was that process like as a freshman coming in and starting every game? Man, it was, it was a lot. Uh, you know, we had a really tough season. By the way, I hope at some point, are we going to get to the Baylor game at some point? <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, maybe. We'll see. If not, because if not, I'm going to throw it in there. I'm just, yeah. I'm just letting you know. We're, we're gonna I'll, talk I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you bring it up, when, you know, <laughs> as we get there. And, uh, you know, I don't want a too long horn or anything. Because if, because if, if people who are listening already know by me saying that I think they know what I'm referring to when they, yeah, yeah. the fact I'm on your podcast, I'm bringing it up. <laughs> and we're, we're definitely going to talk about Georgia tech too, in the finals, by the way, when I was right here, you know, when I was, when all I was, right, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get to 2010. But no, my freshman year, you know, I felt like I was ready. You know, I weighed about 170 pounds, which didn't help, you know, but, yeah. um, but, you know, I played well in the preseason and, uh, I mean, you know, to be fair, you weighed about 175, <laughs> 175 <your senior> year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, so, you know, um, you know, I felt the freshman year was just a huge learning experience. I mean, we lost, we had two four game losing streaks that year. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if any of the teams you're on ever had that. I don't, I don't think. I don't did. know if we ever lost twice in a row. That, yeah, maybe, maybe one, maybe one maybe, time, maybe one time. I mean, yeah. not three times. And so you can imagine what that was like, right? You know, having it happen twice. And yeah. so just you learn how hard it is. You know, we lost. The main thing I learned was just finishing games. We'd be in every game. We'd yeah. Overtime. We lose, you know, end of regulation. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, I learned you just how you have to finish games. Mm hmm. And, you know, your freshman year obviously was, um, you know, it ended how it did against VCU and them and uh, Maynard hitting the shot. I mean, what was that like? Obviously, coming in as a freshman, you're going to do, you're expecting to win. Um, you know, they got a bunch of banners hanging up. Um, so, you know, you're expecting to get in the tournament and make things happen. What, what was it like, you know, ending your freshman year like that? Well, when I was when I was, ever since I was young, I don't think this is as big of a thing anymore. I don't know if it was for you, but I always, I would always watch the one shining moment mm -hmm. you know, after, after the, the championship, I'd always stay up late as a young kid. And so, you know, one of my things going to college, I was like, you know, it'd be pretty damn cool to, to be in one shining moment. Like that's what I want to be in. And so in that VCU game, you know, first of all, I get hit you know, uh, right under my eye, I still have a scar there. Uh, but I got hit, you know, I, and, and blood was going everywhere, two minutes left in the game. And so, you know, Jose, our trainer, mm -hmm. just basically glued it. He just yeah, yeah. took that, you know, he took that stuff and uh -huh. just, just to make it stop and we'll figure <laughs> it out after the game. Yeah. Come back in and, and Maynard, you know, he hits a tough shot. It's a good shot right over me. 
you know, to win the game with one second left. And so my first time in one shining moment it was that, yeah, was that <laughs> getting a game winning shot hit on me. And I remember after the game, the team left. I was there by myself and Jose and, and Dr. Bytomsky and everybody. And they're stitching me up. And that's not the way I imagine, you know, yeah. year or any season ending. So yeah. it was just like a huge, huge motivation, you know, to get better and to, to grow from it. Because it was, it was a tough experience, to say the least. Yeah. So <clears throat> going into 2009, uh, 10 team, season I guess I should say um what was like your mindset uh, knowing you know you're going to be a leader senior leader on the team captain and all that I mean was it a was it a different mindset for you or you know how did you go how did you prepare mentally for that season well I think you know the year before you know we had a really good end to the season mm -hmm. and you know we played we were a little smaller you know Kyle was still basically playing the four at times even the five you know, G was coming off ACC Player of the Year. Um, uh, he won ACC Player of the Year, didn't he? Or no? Am I making that up? Uh, uh, I think he was first team. I don't know if he was. I the mean, player he of the was year. right there for Player of the Year. He actually, I think, I think he was runner up that year. Um, so anyway, um, you know, we lose G to the draft. Elliot mm -hmm. Williams transfers. You know, mm -hmm. Elliot had a really good year end end of the season, especially. And so talk about chip on your shoulder. I think for us, you know, we felt like everyone was counting us out. Yeah. And then you made the decision to reclass. At what point, I'm trying to think, at what point did you make that decision that you were going to come early? Um, well, I'll just give the story. So uh, we're, I'm sitting at home, uh, junior going to senior year. I was actually thinking about going to Hargrave uh, for my last year, you know, just to get more of a college experience and, you know, be able to get in, you know, a program where you're lifting weights and you're doing practice and stuff like that, just to get that experience. And I'm sitting at home watching TV and Gerald leaves for the draft and Elliot transfers. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, they only got two guards on the team. Literally. Yeah. Two. Yeah. They, yeah. You literally, <laughs> literally have literally. two guards on the team. <laughs> and so I turned to my dad and I'm like, um, why don't I just go to Duke? I'll just go early. I I know I have the, I know I got the grades. I'll probably got to take one class or so to graduate. I was like, why don't I just go to Duke? And I was kind of kidding. Um, it was a bit of a joke because, <laughs> you know, I'm not really thinking like, all right, you know, I'm just going to enroll in a Duke. And he's like, okay. And he calls Woj, he calls Woj and Woj is like, yeah, let's do that. And so it kind of like, to me, it started as a joke and then it kind of started to pick up a bit of steam. And yeah, one thing led to another and I'm taking this online English class because that was the only thing I needed was uh, English 12. Um, I played in my last AAU tournament like at the beginning of August and like two weeks later, I was like moving into the dorms. So um, yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> It started as a joke and in a month or so I was, uh, I was enrolled. <laughs> because, and, and, and obviously you weren't, you weren't there for summer school, right? No. Yeah. No. You went straight, which is even harder. Like yeah. you're basically getting adjusted all at once. You get a chance to do that in the summer. Yeah. But, but I think, I think from the way we were thinking was, you know, you have, 
you know, Nolan coming back who, you know, had some really bright moments, but was still figuring out how to um, hand done consistently. And he had, he had a tough break with an injury his sophomore year, you know, he got the concussion, he was yep. out. Um, and then, you know, you lose G, but then you have Kyle coming back and all of a sudden, like, you have some really good big guys, you know, mm -hmm. you're coming in, you know, with, you got Lance as a senior and obviously Zooms, who again, Zooms had some bad luck with injuries. So people didn't realize how good he could be. And then, you know, the two Plumleys are, you know, they're freaks, yeah, <laughs> you know, Mason sure. and freshman yeah. and Miles. So, and then you had Ryan coming in, who was obviously really talented, but Ryan was still, you know, filling into his body. Yeah. And so you felt like we have enough to make it work. We just have to, it's going to be a little different this year. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the thing, the the shooting was a question mark. And so by you coming, that was like a huge bonus. I mean, I don't know what would have happened. I mean, I'm not just saying this because I'm on your podcast. <laughs> Trust me, I did not come here trying to compliment you. This is not, this was not my intention. <laughs> but I, uh, I'm just curious that when you first, when you first got there, I know, I, I don't know if you're mad at me for asking questions. I know you, you were. No, no, please. But like, what was what do you remember about the first month or two? Like when you're getting situated, like thinking about college, you know, our team, like, what do you remember? Um, I don't honestly, I mean, it, it was a bit of a whirlwind. Cause like I was saying, you know, I was still, I was a high schooler two weeks ago. And then like, I'm this college student, uh, you know, I'm taking classes and stuff. And I think I had to adjust to the freedom a little bit because you know, I was just in the house most of the time. I was either playing basketball or at school, in high school. And then, you know, getting a chance to just kind of roam was a little bit different. Um, and then I remember the running. Uh, I remember, I, rem I still remember the first time we did, a, we did a seven ladder. And I made the seven and I missed the rest of them. And, <laughs> and uh, like, no, not even close, like. I, cause I, and I think I barely made the seven and I was like, I remember afterwards somebody, I don't know if it was you or somebody was like, you know, in a few weeks or a month, you know, at the end of preseason, we gotta do a 10 ladder. And I was like, what? I was like, there's no way there's no, that's impossible. You guys are crazy. Um, I remember that. And then I remember, you know, we played pickup a lot, obviously in the preseason and um, I did fine and you know, I thought I was like, oh, yeah, college is easy. You know, I thought college was just going to be like pickup games. And I learned pretty quickly college basketball was not like pickup games. <laughs> <laughs> and I also I also learned uh, a lesson pretty early uh, from Coach Will because um, I didn't know any better. We had a he had a lift, a one on one lift scheduled. And Pliz, I'm going to blame Pliz, our SID guy at the time. Um, he's like, yeah, uh, so and so wants to do an interview with you. So, you know, I hit up Coach Will and I was like, yeah, you know, I'll be a few minutes later and to grab this interview. So, so I go up and- uh, I believe you did that. I never knew you did that. Yeah, that yeah. Oh, I did, well, I didn't do it twice. Um, <laughs> so then, you know, I get up there and Coach Will, and you know, he's the nicest guy. He, he's probably the best person I could have done that with because he's, you know, one of the nicest guys on the planet. He's like, yeah, listen, um, so, you know, when I schedule a lift with you, media stuff is secondary so you do the lift first and do the media after i was like oh yeah no that makes sense that makes sense so uh yeah i learned a lot uh pretty quickly <laughs> you should have tried that with wojo 
I wonder. Yeah, if that that person. wouldn't have gone over quite as well, I don't think. So I'm glad it was Coach Will. <laughs> so in 2010, as you know, the season is going. When when did you feel like that team had a chance to be really really good? Well, I think when we uh, the first the first time was when we won the preseason tournament mm-hmm. and we beat UConn up UConn, in the garden. Yep. You know, uh, Kemba Walker, you know, um, from Dyson, they had Stanley Robinson. They they were, they had a really good team. Yeah. Actually, one of my favorite plays, if I remember from that game, we were breaking and press, and I hit you on a pass, and you finished, and you did a little, you know, one of these. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I got the and, the and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one. <laughs> um, we, we rolled them. I mean, we, we yeah. you know, we had two, and we beat Arizona State the game before. I was like, we got something here. And then we beat Gonzaga up in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously in any, in any season, there's a little adversity. And I think a huge game to me when I look back on is the Georgetown game. You know, yep. you're playing, you know, in front of Obama, you know, packed, packed, you know, stadium. They obviously had a really good team. We got our, we got our asses kicked. Yeah, they beat the mess out of us. And I think we learned – it was one of those games we went back to playing uh, – not that we were selfish, but too much one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I had to take better shots. We lost our identity a little bit. And I think we got back. That was a huge wake-up call. I think we were closer after that. You know, I think we, you know, really stuck to how we had to play. And I think we really, you know, took off from there. I want to say we won, you know, 23 out of our last 24 or something like that after that. Yeah. Or, uh, it could be off by a few, but or something like that. Yeah, I mean, we won a lot of games that year. We did. Um, didn't we did very much. Yeah, and one of the most important one. All right. So, since we're on 2010, you want to talk about? Uh, I guess we'll start with the Georgia Tech game where you weren't as open as you think you were. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I was talking about losing our identity. You know, we always talk about going from good to great. You know, you always talk about like the extra pass, and so you know, I was struggling. <laughs> I kind of hit a shot for like a couple games, and you know, you came in. And, you know, gave us a huge burst. You made some good plays. And then you got the ball one time, top of the key. And I was like, Dre, Dre, you know, hands ready. Uh, you know, you can see me on film calling. Uh, my hands are there. And you go and drive. And I give a look. And then you go and you dunked on somebody. And that's the only thing that could have happened. Yeah, well, I, I had to, right? <laughs> At that point, I had to. Because um, I was right. But that was, that was so critical moment. And... Uh, you know, uh, obviously, I haven't even remembered that. For me to bring it up, I just, you know, <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> In my defense, I, I do suffer from um, a severe case of tunnel vision. So <laughs> when I start driving, I don't see a whole lot. Um, so, you know, that's, it's been like that since I was a kid. I don't know what to tell you. But, and um, you hit the game winner. So it was all good. Yeah, it worked out. It worked yeah. out. We won. That's what's <laughs> yeah. more important. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then um, fast forward a few weeks, we get down to Houston and um, playing Baylor. Do you remember? I talked to Nolan about, about this. You Do you remember that practice where the Baylor fan was screaming uh, for our whole practice the day before the Baylor game? <laughs> <laughs> no, because obviously they uh... – I'm sure everybody knows this, whoever's listening, but there's these, uh, you know, the open practice, right? Mm-hmm. You get like 
Baylor fans, you get some Duke fans, but you get, it's like a mixture and you get some, some different responses. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that, um, you know, it was again, one, one of those things remember. So we always watch the, um, uh, when they announced the bracket, you know, we mm -hmm. go to the new club, they yep. announce it. We found out we're a one seed. Um, and I remember every announcer uh, predicted us to be the first one seed to lose yep. that year. Yep. And so again, I just keep going back, all right, chip on your shoulder. Like every, everyone has doubted us the entire year. Mm -hmm. You know, we- We were alarmingly unathletic. We are alarmingly unathletic. <laughs> I think that was because of you, not me. I don't, yeah, I don't, it was probably, it was probably me. It's probably me. <laughs> I like, wonder why they would say that. Like, yeah. <laughs> me and Dubs are back in the, you know, our apartment. Like, how could they say that? Yeah, uh, who, I wonder who they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we won the first two games, you know, by, you know, a lot. And then we yeah. had a hell of a game. Versus Purdue, really they, good Purdue team, really good Purdue team. They were physical and man, they were. It was tough. I mean, we ended up stretching stretching it out towards the end, but then you always get a sense for you know when the coaches give you a the preview of the mm -hmm. next game. And I don't know if you remember this, but I think it was Wojo Scout for whatever reason. I remember that. I'm I'm positive it was. Yeah, uh, I know Wojo did Butler. I remember Wojo doing. Butler. I guess it makes sense because they they were alternating. So. Yeah. Um, and there was a much more serious tone. Mm -hmm. of, like, we need to play really well to beat this team. Mm -hmm. And they talked about their size and their defense. You know, they play this unorthodox kind of like a, a one, three, one, but yep. it was like a matchup. Um, and so from then you knew you had to bring your best. Do you remember mm -hmm. that? Yeah, no, I remember that, that their defense was, it's just weird because you play you know, you've been playing against man for 30 something games. Right. And then it's this completely different look. And you're, you know, you're running plays that you don't normally run. Right. You know, we do and zone we offense. Yeah, we do zone offense every so often uh, during the year, but not against a one, three, one like that with six, 10, six, 11 and seven foot. Like, <laughs> exactly. And, um, and yeah. I was just going to say, like, I remember in that game, I always, you know, I always felt like any team that's won anything, there's usually one or two moments where you're the, you, you either need uh, a break, mm -hmm. you know, fortunate where, you know, something happens or you need to really figure out a way to win when you're in that. And yeah. for me, it was the Baylor game, you know, I, I and yeah, that, that's that that was the one, I think, for sure. If you looking not in the moment, you don't you know, you're just, right. hey, we won another game. But right. looking back, that was the game that could have, you know, derailed it. Right. And I think the two moments in that game, one was in the first half. You know, it's always huge the way you end the half and they mm -hmm. were pulling away and you know, you hit, well, you hit two threes, but especially the second three, mm -hmm. they're down six and it could have been 10 easily. Yeah. And you end up in the three and we end up down three of the half, which I thought was huge when it easily could have been 10. Kyle was in the foul trouble. Yeah. You know, so I thought like to be down three at half, we were in a really good, a really good position. Uh, yeah. So again, I'm on your podcast. <laughs> I had to give you some props, man. That was, that was, Maybe the biggest shot we that was hit. Maybe yeah. 
that was that was like a huge shot. By the way, both your threes in that game were from me. I just you mentioned <laughs> I didn't pass. Well, I, I just had Gerald on not too long ago, so that might be why he may have influenced <laughs> me a little bit. You know, he said he said you didn't pass much, but yeah, um, I think we were down ten, and yeah, that's a moment where it could start to slip away and. Um, like you said, you want to in halves well. And it kind of, like CeCe used to talk about it a lot, um, is going on silent runs, like right. in, end of end of one half, beginning of the second. And so, so, yeah, I think being able to cut it from 10 to three, you feel good, it's one possession, you know it could be worse. And then we were able to, you guys were able to uh, keep that momentum going in the second half. And another one was Zubek taking the charge. We're down mm-hmm. four with like a, this is three and a half minutes left. We end up, you know, getting the charge. So instead of, you know, going down six or seven, we get that. And then we come down and hit a three. I think Nolan hit a three. Yeah. Kind of one. So like you talk about those moments, it's huge looking back. Yeah, you know, and, then, and then LT had like the fake, you know, yeah. you know, you know, kind of <laughs> the baby putback, yeah, the, put <laughs> the strong putback layup. <laughs> you gotta get him on and ask him about that. But, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I actually, I actually, um, we should have him on soon. I just uh, text him like this past week. And All right, so good. He's down, yeah. so we'll ask get him, him about that. Tell him I was very complimentary. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then going into, I think this is kind of an interesting thing, going into the championship game, you're a senior, you know that that's your last game. Most of us aren't, you know, most of us go into the game, we don't know, it could be our last game, and then it ends up being our last game. But you know, you know, right. this is the last game, this is the championship. Do you remember any like, different feelings going into that game, you know, putting the jersey on for the last time or were you just like, we we got to win? You know, honestly, I, I don't know if I've, that's, that's like a really good question because I don't even know if I've been asked that before. And it's a, it messes with you. You get exclusives here at, uh, yeah, this at Dawkins is, on Duke. Dawkins <laughs> on Duke is high, this is, this is, you know, high level, man. And a little more than what I expected. Yeah, this yeah. Is, there's hard hitting questions over here. Man. <laughs> you know, it's just like, um, it's weird because you're, you're playing, you know, throughout the entire tournament, you're playing to get to the next one, you know? Right. And it's like, you know, no matter what I do, this is the last there one. There isn't another one, right, yeah. And it's like, you don't want it to end, especially the, the team that we had, how close we were, the season we were having. Um, so there, there's like mixed emotions. You know, I remember feeling almost sad, you know, and obviously then you get towards the game and like, I couldn't sleep the night before the game. Mm-hmm. You know, Cause you're, it's, it's impossible. You're so excited. So I remember feeling very almost tired the day of the game. And, uh, you know, obviously you got ready and you get up for it no matter what, but it's, it, I'll never forget that feeling though. Like it's, it's the last one, no matter what. I'm just glad it was the last one with a win. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the few that end, ends it with a W. I can't, I can't say the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the thing that makes it cool is most people can't, you know, and that's just the reality. Yeah. I'm running low on battery here. I'm just plugging in my computer. All right, all right. All right, there we go. It's, it doesn't reach, so it's just like that. Be all right. Um, then post-college, I, I think I was actually watching a game 
uh, where you hurt your eye. Um, what was that? What was that like? And I mean, how were you feeling about your game before then? You know, were you feeling pretty confident? Like, you know, you were doing a good job. And then what was that process like, you know, in getting hit in your eye like that and having it be so, you know, so much damage career altering for you? Well, there was no question the most uh, significant thing to happen to me in, you know, my life in terms of my career. Um, you know, I felt like I was playing the best basketball, you know, the mm -hmm. game before I hit the game winning shot, you know, and it felt like the heat, you know, the fact they had only three guys on the, actually four that time on the roster, um, you know, because LeBron just signed and mm -hmm. D-Wade re-signed and Bosch and, you know, I knew they were, they were looking for a lot of guys with minimum contracts yep. and um, needed shooting. And so felt like I had a great camp and, um, you know, it was a strange feeling. Like I, I don't, the other thing you were asking me before about my competitiveness, the other thing I've always prided myself on is showing up every day. And, you know, I never missed a practice at Duke or a game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you so have the record for most games played. I, I did. And I think minutes my senior yeah. year, uh -huh. you know, proud of, but, um, you know, so like and getting hurt was, was, foreign you know to me to yeah. actually like stay down on the ground and yeah that was kind of when i knew it was kind of serious because i was like because you know, i know you and i'm like john's not you know if he got a scratch scratch in the I'm eye not. he's you know he's gonna get up and walk and walk to the bench um but yeah just seeing you <clears throat> you know not just pop up right away i i kind of felt like it, this must be something a, a bit more serious yeah. And with that said, I was, you know, um, I'm thankful you can't really tell, you know, like there's vision loss permanent that I'll never get back. And, you know, I mostly cannot see out of my right eye, but I'm mm. very, very blessed that you have two eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can see and do everything I want. You know, I still can play. I, I'm proud of the career that I had, although it's not what I dreamed about having as a player. It's I'm proud of what I accomplished still as a pro and it really led me to get into coaching earlier which I always wanted to coach at some point I thought it would be at 35 after I had a yeah yeah career NBA you know uh career uh but it was at 25 and it set me up really well to be in a good position to be a young coach yeah um talk a bit about you playing overseas and um you played in Israel for a little bit were you like the biggest celebrity in Israel when you went over there? I mean, <laughs> what kind of? <laughs> no, not quite because there's actually, it was the lockout year. So, you know, the, the you know, had the eye injury that year towards, I took some time to just recover. Yeah. I also got mono during the pre-draft process. So you talked yeah. about me being 175. I was really, you're exaggerating. I was like, <laughs> anyway, you know, so mono for me, you know, was like a big deal. Cause yeah, for sure. Like, and so I just took some time to get my body back, you know, figure out my eye, how to, you know, um, see again and, you know, just do all that, you know, and, uh, correctly. So I played in the D league and the time was the D league, not the G league. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an OG. So I was, I was in the D league too. I was You're in the D league. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I, look, I'm biased. I think the D league was no G league is <laughs> much better. Faye's um, better. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about that. Um, but Israel, it was a lockout year. So Jordan Farmer kind of screwed me because he yeah, was, uh, yeah. 
so he's like a you know he achieved way more than I did at that point or you know NBA you know Lakers and so mm -hmm. he was by far he was the most popular guy on our team by far uh but um it, you know it was I think just a wake-up call to how many good players there are out there yeah for you sure. know you see the NBA 400 semi guys and you know like the top 100 are elite but I think when you look at you know from 300 to a to a thousand it's not a whole lot of difference is there's really not and I can say that firsthand just being you know I remember a game you know when I was in Israel Maccabi Tel Aviv we were playing Real Madrid they had you know Serge Ibaka and mm -hmm. you know uh our big guy Sofo you know he was you know uh dominate them you know so far never played in the nba but there's just a lot of really good players i'm not taking anything away from you know from abaka but that's just an example um so i played in israel then i played in spain and i just got a good sense for how many good players there are in the world yeah which was your favorite spot you know you can't go you know i was really lucky i was you know to be in tel aviv which mm -hmm. if you've ever been there it's you're right. You're right by the beach, and it's. Yeah, I've heard I've, every every guy I know that's played in Israel has said nothing but great things about it. I mean, it's as good as it. It's as good as it gets. And yeah. then in Spain, you know, I played in Gran Canaria, so I was also on a beach. Yeah, that's another great spot. Which is, <laughs> so I feel very very fortunate. Um, both were great, and both are as good as it gets for an American to go to. And uh, you know, I played more in Spain, so that helped. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just like anything, uh, but living in Israel, it's it's a special place. Yeah. Um, talk a bit about how you came to the decision that you know you were going to stop playing and get into coaching. And um, secondary question: that is, is it is there a rule somewhere that a Glenbrook North grad has to be on the bench <laughs> at Duke? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. At, at this point, there's been it's been like twenty years consecutively. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, <laughs> I, I actually had not thought about that um, because the time I was, you know, I was, uh, I knew I wanted to coach. I, I was never quite the same as a player. It kills me saying that, like, I hate saying that, but I think it's true. You know, I think more mentally, yeah. and, you know, cause I think, I mean, you could probably speak to this. I was always like a very confident player, you know, mm -hmm. I was, always believed in myself at a really high level and I just never could get back to that professionally and I also knew I wanted to coach and there was an advantage to starting your career earlier yeah and um so I was thinking about it and then uh you know actually we talked about CC you know he was getting ready to leave for Northwestern and uh or thought he may and uh I thought maybe I could go with him until one day I talked to coach and, and of course you hit coach for any big decision you're going to, you're going to make. And he said, look, if you're going to get into coaching, I want you back here. And I think that's when I knew it's time. It made sense. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a great decision, you know, to, to do that. Yeah. Um, and I got to coach you. Coach well, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I call it coaching. That was you listened better to me. I think when we were a senior freshman. Then yeah, yeah, absolutely was, for sure. Yeah, that was. I uh, made it a point not to listen once you got on staff. So <laughs> that was. Uh, I was like, am I too young? Like this is, this is 
interesting. Like, yeah, oh, it was it was definitely an interesting dynamic. Um, having you around, yeah, it was interesting. I wasn't calling you coach. I, you know, I just I, I made like, that. Can you, still, can you still get Gatorade for me? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I am. I am uh, forever a Gatorade getter for John, um, as he is my captain <laughs> forever. <laughs> so, as a coach, um, you've kind of advanced in your journey as a coach, and being around for you know that first year and and seeing you. I mean, I know obviously it was probably a bit foreign and a little uncomfortable for you. How have you been able to grow and, and, and find your voice, um, you know, now moving up all the way to being the associate head coach? Well, I think it's the biggest difference. And you don't necessarily think about this, um, or at least I didn't when you're getting into coaching, but it's not, it's not, it's not about what you know, you know, mm -hmm. it's about how can you articulate it and how can you get your players to know what you know? Right. Or what they should know. And I think so communi communication is really important. Um, and also like just it's it's so much more than just basketball or yeah. X's and O's. Right. And I think that's something, you know, on a day to day basis, you know, you're not spending most of your time on X's and O's. It's more about the how are the players doing and feeling and, you know, uh, you're, you're thinking about the team as opposed to when you're a player. All right, I need to come ready to practice today. How am I doing? It's it's very uh, much more uh, uh, singular focus. So, but I think that was the biggest adjustment, and you know I feel very comfortable here, knowing what coach wants and is looking for, mm -hmm. um, and how to articulate it to our team. But I'm I'm blessed, man. You know, Duke's Duke's an amazing spot. We get to coach amazing players amazing talents, but also great people. Yeah. So I feel lucky every day I get to walk in. I really do. Yeah. And uh, I know, you know, Capel was uh, <clears throat> the big recruiter when he was there and he's obviously gone to pit. And from what I've seen, it seems like you've kind of taken that mantle of uh, head, head honcho recruiter. Um, <laughs> what has that been like? I mean, how do you, how do you do that? I mean, is that, are you just learning on the job? Um, yeah, how's that been recruiting? Well, I, I was first, I was really, really lucky the year that you were there when I was first back as a special assistant, you know, to learn from Jeff, mm -hmm. Cape, and also Wojo because they had been both, Wojo basically was like a head coach at that time, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was, and, and is doing great now with Marquette and then Cape, you know, with his prior experience. And they're both very different. So yeah. like to learn from the both of them and how they do things was really lucky. And then obviously Nate, you know, I've been close with from playing and now us on staff together. Uh, and then the way we do things, look, people come to Duke for, for coach ultimately. Yeah. And so no matter who's here, you know, who's been here through the years, we've, we've been able to recruit at a really high level for a long time. With that said, like, it's all about the teamwork, man. And it honestly is like, we don't, it's not like my guy or this, like we, we do everything as a team, me, Nate, Sewell, you know, Nolan's able to do some as well, which is great. And, um, and again, coaches, Mariano Rivera, man, he's, yeah, he's yeah for sure. He's, he's as good as, you know, there ever is in it. Yeah. 
Uh, I want to talk a bit about this team and what is this five years for you now? Eight fifty. What? <laughs> Jesus, dude, you're old. Uh, <laughs> How long has it been since you've been? No, in yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. That makes sense. I don't know why. I don't know why I thought. 50, I guess I just started at the the fifteen team. Um, yeah. But anyway. Um, how does this team compare to, to some of the others through your eight years of coaching? Yeah, they're good. It's, um, it's, it's hard to say because of how unusual the year has been. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, about to be, you know, Jan it's January, it's January and we've played five games. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so it, it's very hard to say. We haven't been in a rhythm to know who we are as a team, even yeah. for us as players. Like, we're still so so young in that regard. So we have a lot of potential. You know, we can play small. We can play big. Uh, you know, we have really good players, man. I mean, really good. It's just we haven't had the consistency of playing yet. So I think once we do, we'll have a better feel for, you know, who we can be as a team and where we can stack up. Yeah. Talk a bit about the struggles of this year that are unique to, you know, some other years. Obviously, it's a struggle when you have a younger team anyway. Um, but, you know, on top of the, the COVID things, what are some of the things that are that make it more difficult for you guys to, you know, build this team and grow this team and get them better? Well, I think just, you know, look, when you have to postpone or cancel a game, I'll just say it, it sucks. Yeah. You know, no other way to put it. And it's hard to have consistency. Again, it's just, uh, you know, when you get in the routine of playing ACC and the ACC, uh, you know, uh, regular season, you get in a routine where it's all right, a couple of days of practice, game, a couple of days of practice, game, off day, a couple of days of practice, game, yep. et cetera. We haven't been able to do that yet. And so for our, especially for our young guys, and, and, and I might add Patton to that because he's new as well. So seven new guys, they're not able to develop the habits or routines yet um, that you would if you had games. So I'm anxious for us to play more uh, to get a sense not only where we are as a team, but then what we have to do as individuals collectively, you know, to get better. Yeah. What is that like? I mean, because I feel like it was day of that it got postponed. Like what? Yeah, it was day before. What, and what is that process like? We basically just leave it to our medical team and yeah. the medical team of the other team we're playing. And, you know, we try to find out as much information as we can. Uh, we've shown to this point we're not going to risk anything or put mm -hmm. our players in harm's way or anybody in our staff. And, you know, with this, we are not the experts in this. You know, coaches said from the beginning, like, I'm not going to be making decisions on us playing games or not, I'm going to listen to the medical team we have. And we have an amazing team. Man. I mean, so we get our doctors on the line. Um, our medical team talks. You know, they tell us how they feel. Uh, they talk with the other staff as well to make sure. And then we figure out another time. And, you know, we are working on getting another date. We want to play that game versus Pitt. Um, but it just, it's just, it's how it goes. And you have to be flexible, especially this year. Yeah. How frustrating, because it's frustrating to me just sitting at home. Um, you know, we, all, we all love <laughs> No, I mean, uh, in terms of like coach has been pretty consistent from since last March and his stance on it and 
being careful and listening to, to the experts on it, like you just said. How frustrating is it when, I don't know, like he, I feel like he's been, like I just said, he's been consistent, but people on, you know, are only taking, you know, a snapshot of, okay, you guys just lost, so now you don't want to play any more games. Right. right. Well, I think people always try to poke holes in what coach says yeah. with you. And he's, he's the voice and the face of college basketball. And, you know, from the beginning, he has said uh, not to start it on time. I mean, look, we started the season two weeks later than we normally do. Yeah. Normally do which did absolutely nothing right. to help with handling, you know, COVID. And, um, uh, and so I think for us, um, it is what it is at this point, you know, our, our, our guys want to play. We want to make sure we do it as safe as possible. I think Duke has done as good of a job as anywhere in the country in handling it um, and being safe. We'll continue to do that. But I think coaches, not going to stop speaking out what he believes is right or wrong. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is, no matter what other people say, the players and us as a staff are proud of him for going to bat for us. You know, yeah. like that's ultimately what it is. And so um, but I think that's how it goes when, whenever he talks. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, you feel, do you find it difficult when you have a situation where, you know, a game gets postponed and – you know, so, you know, I, I know how practice goes. You kind of ramp it up, get ready for this game, and then it kind of gets cut out from underneath you. Is it hard to keep guys focused when that target is constantly moving? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's hard for all of us because you put in so much work to the preparation for a game. And, all right, you do the preparation with no reward of playing the game. Right. So just the, the mental edge you have to have to, to get over that, then to move on, it's – it's not easy, but, you know, like we let our guys scrimmage the next day. So mm -hmm. they still got a game in, you know, good conditioning, um, lighter day, day after that. And then we'll have two good days of prep for Florida State. Um, but, uh, you know, it's 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 hard and we're still figuring out what the right answer is because we don't we don't know. Yeah. Um, you feel like the guys were able to come back a bit more refreshed, having that time to, to get home. Uh, over Christmas break, although, I mean, they didn't get Christmas, but they did get a few days to get home and spend some time with their families. Like, I think it was huge. Yeah. You know, I just, the guys came back very happy, re-energized. Uh, I think the, I, not, I think I know the families were very happy to have mm -hmm. their sons home for, like you said, not the day of Christmas, but for Christmas break. Um, and so, and again, for us, just to get a chance to recharge, um, get a chance to think about our team in a different light. And so I think we're going to look back in a couple months and be very thankful that we did that. Yeah. Um, are there any updates on Jalen and his injury? So Jalen's doing well. Um, you know, he's still, you know, in that time period where he just has to rest and, you know, you know, he's working with Jose and Nick and you yeah, know, yeah. all that stuff, but he's doing well and no new updates. Just he's great working out every day and, you know, on his way back, you know, to play here soon. Cool. How's um this is out of left field. How's the golf game looking? I mean, I know it's in the season and yeah. probably can't play quite as much. How how's it how's that looking? So my golf game stinks and okay. it's sense. not looking very good. But <laughs> I would love to play if we could play um maybe me and you versus G and somebody else, you know, 
could be Nolan. I prefer somebody not as good, um, <laughs> but I need somebody I can I can beat beat Henderson with because yeah he, yeah he golfs basically every day now. Mm-hmm. I don't golf at all, and uh, that's the life of being a real estate professional. We get to play all the time. Can you can you carry me on the golf course, please? Uh, I can carry you. I don't know if I can carry you against G. We might we might need to uh, negotiate well, some shots. <laughs> well, I'm gonna need you to get on the golf course and yeah. figure that out. I'm work I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Maybe you know, COVID's over. Maybe next summer, uh, maybe you know, the game may be uh, at a place where we could take G. Oh, man, let's make it happen. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, last thing, how we end the podcast is um, you got to win a game, and uh, I need. Starting five and six man, all time Duke guys. Oh my god, this is. I think this is the toughest question ever. Yeah, are you basing it just so I know? I just have one question: based on their Duke careers, or based um, like are you? I just have best, to. Ask, I know I'm one of those guys who asks a question. No, no, that's that's a that's a legit question. Best Duke year, best single season. So you can take their best year. <clears throat> And that's who you, that's what they give you. Yeah, that's tough. So I need guys who are going to compliment one another too, right? Got to win a game, got to win a game. So I'm going, um, I'm going Johnny Dawkins. Okay, OG. I mean, you got to have him in there. Yeah. Uh, JJ Redick, you know, best score ever in Duke history. I think, I think you're the first... I think you're the first guy who's put JJ in. I mean, if you're going off of what they did at Duke, you know, yeah. averaging 26, I mean. No, no, I, <laughs> you know, I, I know. <laughs> JJ was my guy. I <laughs> love JJ. You know, exactly. Yeah, right. no, I love JJ. Uh, um, uh, <clears throat> I'm going Grand Hill, mm-hmm. Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, obviously, you know who Grant Hill is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going. <clears throat> I'm going. Uh, oh, we have too many good players, man. Yeah, it's tough. You don't <laughs> want to create any enemies here, you know. I'm going. Um, I'm going along with them. I'm going Tatum. Ooh, okay. Has, has he been said yet? Yeah, yeah. He, I think Ricky used uh, Tatum last yeah, week. But, he, he had Tatum at the two, though. Look, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. But <laughs> really, but I just we have you were too many guards to me. Um, you know, the second half of his freshman year, he was the best player in the country. Yeah, and yeah. Um, what he did in that ACC tournament. Uh, was pretty special. Obviously, he's had a semi-decent career. With he's stuff. he's been okay. Uh, <laughs> I, that team that I, we we talked about it before, but that team was um was a special team. That should have special. They should have got um, a got a ring out of that team. And then I'm gonna go. <laughs> there's there's I have three more guys I want to put in. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, Battier, Leitner. And Zion, you know what he did his freshman year, monster off the charts. Um, you know, um, I'll be my sixth man, I guess. 
Okay. Shane's probably my favorite player ever to play at Duke. Um, you know, I think he's, especially his senior year, um, you know, Leitner. Leitner at the five. Yeah. All right. I got. Yeah, I know you're cutting me off. I'm taking too long. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll take it. This this segment takes longer than any other segment because everybody does the same thing. I hate this question. It, it, it's it's a bad question. I'm, I'm low. I'm I'm low on Dawkins on two. You know, I, I felt way better about it before this question. I got Zion. I got RJ. I got Ingram. I got Jay Williams. You know, I got. You know, Kyrie. Kyrie, I got. I mean, Nolan. you know, no, Nolan. You work with Nolan, and you left him <laughs> off, so I'll, I'll well, definitely be well, sure to. I'm, I'm clipping this and sending it to Nolan. All right, did he sure. put me on? No. All right, so then there you go. <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't ask Nolan. He was the first one, and we didn't do okay, that. Well, we, until he put me on. Um, I got. You know, I could go on and on. I mean, it's it's unfair to be honest. But it's an unfair question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, that's the point of it. <laughs> so we got. Johnny, JJ, Grant, Tatum, Leitner, Batty off the bench. And Zion. Oh, Zion's in there. So seventh, Zion's seventh man. <laughs> I got, yeah, I got a lot of guys, man. I got, there's, that's a hard thing. You know, I would have, you know, Reddish come off my bench with, you know, Kennard. How about that? You want some shooting? Yeah, you can have Grayson, you know, uh, Jalil. Jay I got Jill, Jaleel, Tyus, Carter, Trey, Bagley, Trent, Bagley, yeah. Mason, I yeah. got Tyus and Trey. Yeah. I got, I, I could, you want me to keep going? I got Sheldon, Duke. Elton Brand. Yeah, I can keep going. So this is, it's a bad, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> well, luckily I don't have anything else for you today. So uh, we'll wrap it up there, man. John, uh, appreciate you taking some time with us thanks, today, man. Thanks, great seeing you, man. Yeah, and good luck uh, the rest of the way. Appreciate you. Thank you.